All right, with Mikel Guion, uh, Nessia is the short film played at the Experimental Dance Film Festival. This is an avant-garde dance film. Uh, it's black and white. I see probably a thousand dance films a year. This is probably the most uh, unique. I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen a black and white dance film before. Uh, so basically, it's very, it's nice, stylized, nice and really, really cool film. What was your like? I'm just curious about the inspiration for for this particular uh, project. Uh, you wrote the script as well. Like, what was how did it all come together for this film? Uh, this film was uh, originally planned as a as a as an exhibition. Uh, it's part of a trilogy about trauma and how trauma travels through um, generations and cultures. Um, and uh, this was uh, originally created and written and stage to be shot in all formats, including VR, drones. And I'm talking about like seven years ago. Okay. And uh, we had a lot of issues trying to stage this exhibition. Uh, and then uh, it went from a huge budget into a grant application for $25,000, which is pretty limited. But we did what we did and... Uh, the choreography took a long time to be created with Dave Wilson, the choreographer, and Lauren Rooney as the dancer. Uh, I am Jewish, uh, so um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it should be justified because I'm Jewish. But it's very interesting that uh, um, um, the way the way our community has um, lived uh, the trauma of the Holocaust and how uh, it's you know it's a story that most people know. Uh, the next film is about uh, female gender mutilation, but that's a different subject. So that's how uh, Nisia was born. Gotcha. It's funny because I just yesterday I talked to somebody uh, who did if there was a future film. She's 91 years old. She lives in the Hamptons and she's a Holocaust survivor. And she just started talking about it during COVID, yes. like two years ago. Yes. And, and that trauma is kind of like... And she's got grandkids and great grandchildren. It's like, but she never talked about it. And, uh, yes. and, and because of the, but it's like you said, that trauma kind of triggering into the next generations. And I thought yeah. about your film when I was talking to her, cause I knew I was going to talk to you soon. And it was like hundred percent. It was just kind of an amazing kind of like how this is something that that's being talked about in the last, like, especially the last five years in my perspective, like kind of like that genetic trauma, I guess that goes to the next it generation. Is. Exactly. It is It is quite evident. And it's not only in the Jewish community. A lot of communities have this issue. You know, I've met uh, a lot of Serbians that um, are around 40 years old now, and they remember uh, the massacre of Srebrenica like if it yep. was yesterday. So it's many, many cultures. The reason why a lot of survivors don't want to talk about it, and, and it's, this is my perception, is, is because the moment that you talk about it, you are reliving it. Yeah, and that's 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 the main thing. Why they'd rather not talk about the unspeakable, you know? Yeah, and now, uh, but this this particular lady was doing it because she saw the patterns of like what's going on in America and like how we're very lax in, in of like kind of like the, you have to you have to constantly be reminded that 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 Hitler was elected in a, in a like general election twice. And these things can happen, right? Like things can turn around and kind of switch. So we have to be reminded of it. And that was her motivation to finally get over her like uh, reluctance to talk about it. So absolutely. Well, kudos to her because I agree that uh, this conversation about not only Trump, but the the, the rise of the extreme right in, in yeah. Europe 
it's frightening. So it's like, it's like repeating the same patterns again, and and uh, you know we can for, we can uh, forgive, but we should never forget. So that's yeah. that's the main core. And it's the same situation where there's fear of like of of the white male kind of like you know of not that's being right. undermined by society, not being on top of the top of the mountain, right? Correct, exactly, and and not only the white man, but the white man with a a very specific agenda. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's oh, just, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's. A, it's populism as it best, as as was Mr. Hitler, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of what, yeah, so we, like you said, that's sort of the point. So, very fantastic film. So, tell me about, okay, Thank so you, tell me about, much. like you said, it was a big production, but then you had some money, you had a, you had, you had a grant, and then so, tell how does the process work with uh, the choreography, with the dancer, like, how does that, and then tying in with what you're doing thematically, how does the collaboration, kind of a, uh, kind of an open-ended question, but kind of like, well, how does it start? Like, how do you co- start collaborating? Oh, well, it, it started as a, like as I was saying, you know, as a as an international exhibition that's supposed to be uh, produced inside of the Berlin, uh, um, the Daniel Liebenstein Museum, which was, as you know, part of being uh, a European thing is that they're always in construction, you know, and that also applies to. To, to museums. So trying to get uh, the permit to shoot inside of the of the museum, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And more so because we were dealing with drones. And seven years ago, there was no legislation even in Germany or in Canada about drones. You know, so it, it, that was one issue. Then then uh, the, the relationship with Dave Wilson, which is a British choreographer, and Lauren, that we dealt with uh, the pains trying to recreate Auschwitz in Toronto. Which is insane, yeah. you know. Trying to understand um, the the importance of how art uh, goes along within generations, because the one of the main subjects of Nesia that a lot a lot of people don't know, uh, even though we've been showered with the Holocaust films forever in North America, is the fact that uh, that uh, survivors or, or people in Auschwitz. Uh, they had an artistic intention or an artistic idea or 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 a talent will be able to create all these playwrights and plays and wait and they have to wait until Sunday until the the guards the the, the Nazi officers were drunk. So this is something unbelievable that in the uh, the most horrific moment of a human's life, you are able to create art and create something to have a meaningful moment even though you are in pure hell as Victor Frank used to say so yeah. it's it's this is very important because that's why the uh, the the creation and the aim of the talent of someone can play along some of the saddest moments of their life which is uh, that's why she can see the talent that she had as a human being mm-hmm. being transferring to her granddaughter and that's that's a, that's the amazing part that the trauma travels, obviously that's not nice, but the travel trauma travels, but at the same time, the, the, the DNA of the talent, the artistic talent, which is the essence yeah. of our lives, basically, in my opinion. No, 100%. So you like, so in, so you kind of show that in the film. It's sort of like you have the footage of the, of before, like the ballet, ballet dancer. Right. Where did where, where did you find that? Where was that foot? How was that footage uh, found? Well, that was that was months of research, but uh, but uh, the um, the only one that is found footage is the one about the Nazis getting drunk. 
but the rest is who is just absolutely researched. Okay, so the girl of the, the the ballet dancer, and then you kind of transition to the modern the 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 granddaughter. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. And sort of kind of you're showing that, like you said, like it's the good and the bad. I guess like to be be general, right? Like the the trauma, correct, the, yes. but then the art also the artistic merit that. Yes, that plays along, and that's why it's so powerful because yeah. it plays along because the dancer still has the trauma. Yeah, because trauma travels, and is you know whenever you speak, whenever you go to Gettysburg in in New York, and you see all these Hasidic uh, Jews uh, that are walking around, they think that the Holocaust happened yesterday. Yeah, right. So they they cannot go outside of that moment, which is absolutely sad, in my opinion. Right. Well, the, yeah, I was, I was also going to mention that there's like strength, right? Because like, like she she. There you you learn from your experiences, right? So and you survive through your experiences. So there's certain there's a certain strength that that has occurred to the next generations as well. One would I'm trying to be optimistic, right? So yeah, yeah, no, that's, no, that's fine. That that <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is uh, yes. There's light, but there's also darkness, and that's sure. the part that you know it applies to all of us, whether we're, we're Jews or not. And that's that's a thing that it's important to talk about. Yeah, hundred percent. So, where did you find your the dancer? Who is the dancer? The dancer. I mean, I had a um, Dave Wilson is my is my friend. Uh, he's a seventy two year old uh, choreographer, and uh, I've always been interested in, in in all kinds of you know expressive arts, including that, uh, contemporary dance. And I talked to him about this project nine years ago, and we started to work uh, with. And then we had to find a dancer that would be able to to sustain all this time. I mean, we didn't know that it would take forever, but uh, but um, but that also had to be someone. I know that this might sound controversial, but that she might look like she could be a Jewish person, you know. And, and yeah. we all have a visual a visual um, map of our face, you know. And uh, so she did. She did come through, and uh, and she stayed with us. For years and years, and starting, and we did a thousand choreographies per year uh, because it was so intense. But in the end, we had to edit to which ones will truly represent a possible staging of what could have been Auschwitz at that time. Then yeah. the, the, the next challenge was to find a location that would come, that would pass by based on the the, the, photo, the pictures of the inside of Auschwitz. Yeah. So that, that was another issue to try to find a place without investing in changing the place and decorating the place so it would look like. So as soon as we found this place that, by the way, doesn't exist anymore, uh, um, when I saw the place, I just said, this is it. But it took me uh, almost two years to find the, the place that truly look without us investing anything in decorating sure. it. Like it could or be. Was, it, was this in, you found it in Toronto? Yes, it was a called. It was a called a place called the factory, and they used to have this uh, sort of. Uh, it was a, an event space, and then below, and we're talking about like East End, where uh, around River Street, you okay. know, crossing the yes, and below there was a, a coffee place for hipsters. So it was interesting. Hipsters, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then you found it was like in the in the basement. You found it. No, no, no! It was on top. No, it, if it was on the basement, it would have been even better. But, but it was, it was on on top. But as soon as I walked in, they had the same type of windows. Uh, you could have seen, or you could even imagine uh, the uh, the beds, how they were uh, laid out, and everything. So it was, it was really, you know, that moment where where you know that it's gonna work. 
yeah, gotcha. that after some, you know, that's that's what happened. So then, so then, but then it's also the the style, like the edit, the the way you shot the film, in the terms of the lighting and and the kind of like how you had the camera on the ground, and that sort of was a, that sort of was part that was like part of the process as well, right? Correct, like, exactly. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, and that's why there's there's one move. There's two movements that are super evident. One is the the whole idea that you have to touch your your arm based on based on the tattoo that they used to put for your number, and yeah. the second one was. That she was looking for food on the floor, which is has been documented as 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 the type of activity that they were that these people have to go through, you know. Hundred percent, and just, yeah, just the way you showed like her the the body and like, and just the way like like that must have been like in terms of the the the, the day you shot you shot the film with the with the cinematographer. How did you kind of like conceive it? Did you guys like did you draw like a storyboard things? I'm just curious how how you kind of came up with the concept because it's very it's very specific in terms of the lens and and every making everything in focus and make sure the lighting is placed. It's, it's a very it seems very difficult to, to accomplish what you did. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yes, we we planned the shot design for a long time. Uh, we did some testing. Originally it was like I said, to be shot on film, which would have been 10 times more difficult. Yeah. Uh, but no, we shot it in, uh, I think at what time, around that time was around 6 or 7K. Uh, and uh, the lighting was very minimal uh, because we wanted to make sure, the other thing that was, uh, now that now that you asked me, I remember, uh, because when we arrived to the location to actually shoot it, which was around 6.30, I, <laughs> I remember, uh, and this is sort of like, a, a, I know it's, it's a funny moment where where Lauren, uh, the dancer, said, "Oh, you think we we will be done by ten, right? Because I have something to do." And then I said, "No, most likely it will be ten a.m." And I saw her face, and I wanted her to be tired. Yeah. At the end, at the end, because that tiredness is very important, because in on the scenes, on the final scenes, yeah. you can see that she's tired, and 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 it's very important because that's how I think. Uh, um, the trauma weight on, on, on people, right? Well, how long did she dance for? How long did you have her on set for? Uh, we we had that, we had her around seven, like six hours dancing. Six which hours. Is insane. Yes. Yes, because we had to do a lot of, I don't do a lot of takes before. I, I mean, I usually shoot, uh, you know, five to one, and plus a technical one, which is just to just to make sure. But But the framing was done previously, uh, I did the storyboarding, even though I always try to think that once you have everything ready in your mind, in the storyboard in your mind, you're able to, when everything is adjusted, yeah. that's when you can improvise, right? And and uh, so that's what I, that's what we did, and we had a very small crew, and uh, and uh, we didn't finish at 10 a.m., but, but we did finish at 2 a.m., which was, you know, many, many hours of what she was expecting, and I told her, look, we've been waiting for this moment for years. Yeah. So this is not a normal shoot. This is not a normal choreography. This is not a normal dancing yeah. part. It's just, uh, it's just, it's now or never. So we have to give it all the uh, hundred and fifty percent. You know. What did she think about the final product when she saw she it? She loved it. She loved it, and and uh, and she was very. Uh, at that time, she was going to Norway to do a master's degree on on. Uh, performance and dance performance um so I, I was also very uh you know very um touched by the fact that her father really loved it 
And I'm saying that because her father uh, is a jazz player. It's a jazz musician. And I personally, I'm a jazz addict. And, uh, and, and I was like, really understood that the other part, the other part that is very interesting is how Nick Storin was uh, the composer and how we were able to, um, you know, compose that music in a way that it truly goes deep into, into your, into your soul. I hope, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it, it really does. And it has that rewatchability kind of factor because you're looking at many things. Like you got a you got a story thematic happening, but then there's also the dancing and the intensity of the dance. So it's like it's it's there's a lot going on, but it's it's but it's simple at the same time. So I'm contra- it's like a it's a, there's a lot of contradictions in the in the film because it's like it's very intense, but it's very like easy to watch if that makes sense. So. No, that's that's one of the biggest compliments. Thank you. Yes, that's that's super difficult to achieve. Yeah, because uh, usually dense and, and dark and and obscure things usually are heavy. Yeah, and therefore you can feel the heaviness. And because you know, thanks to the attention span of, of TikTok and all that, people have less and less uh, tolerance to uh, to something. You know, to a scene that is five minutes. You know, so yeah. But they can get into it. Like that's the thing. Like we're yes. this generation's watching more content than than we ever did, right? So like, oh for sure. And if they feel emotionally involved, they can they can they can stay. They can stay longer, right? So they can get they can get involved into it. So I think we haven't we haven't reached that lost cause where cinephilia will be gone, my friend. Yeah, because of TikTok, you know, because I've talked to young people and, and they don't even know who Ingmar Berman is or or all these big names, you know, because sure. it's everything is. 2015 onwards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that said, I talk to young people all the time, like people who are born in the 2000s, like in these, even these interviews, and they love Spielberg and like all those 80s films and Star Wars and, you know what I mean? All those mainstream kind of like, uh, night, like you know, action films of the 80s, right? So I don't right. know. So it's like... Oh, so- no, and the other, the other problem is that, well, it's not really a problem, but yeah. the other issue is that you know, we've been seeing Holocaust films for forever. Sure. You know, so that's that's another subject that has been part of pop culture for a yeah. long time. You know, so it's not it's not like we're going to talk about the Holocaust, uh, the African Holocaust, which are also important, but nobody talks about them, yeah. right? So that's 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 my my uh, my take. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's it's, it's like from the Jewish Holocaust. Yeah. Like even like uh. Like the Koreans, um, with the uh, with the Koreans of the Japanese, like what the Japanese did to the Koreans, like that's not documented as nearly as much, right? So no. uh, like people didn't even know about that, right? Correct. Yes. So like so that's like, but then yeah, the the the, the Jewish uh, culture has made sure people as much as they possibly can, and from an artistic medium, told them what's hap- what happened with the, with the Holocaust and uh absolutely I mean I mean I don't know if you've seen the, this interview but there's an interview with uh, Terry Gilliam talking about uh the uh, Schlinder list yeah uh, and how he talked to uh Kubrick about it and Kubrick said you know uh the Holocaust um Schlinder list is about success and the Holocaust is about failure yeah right so that's a controversial subject because you can't profit from something as that is clearly a failure of the human spirit of all of us, not only the Jews, but all of us. We yeah. fail as humans, right? So it's interesting that I don't know if you know, but Kubrick was Jewish, so he was planning a he was planning a Holocaust 
film that never happened because he passed away. So I would, it, that would have been amazing to see a Holocaust film done by 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 a genius like him. Right? Yeah. So, well, then, like, cause like, cause Spielberg with Schindler's List, it was more of like a macro story about like what this guy did to help. Yeah. Jews. I know. Whereas, like, I know. But it, it, it's in essence a story again of of the of the guy who does good. You know, yeah, and then so, but the pianist, which is probably one of my favorites, is that it's like it's an individual micro story yeah. about like this individual uh, journey about like this human, this this guy. Correct. And so and so, but your film is got a such a unique touch to it because it's about the next generation. It's about how they were affected, right? So that is correct. Yes, and also I'm I'm glad that you touched the pianist because the pianist is a masterpiece. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It's a perfect. It movie. is, and, and it's the only Holocaust film that I ever seen that has dark humor in it. Yeah, and that's Polanski, right? Because that's you know who would thought about making jokes or making subtle black humor jokes on a film about that? Only him. You know, yeah. and, and that's that's um, but that is very important to go to talk about the trauma. I'm hoping that the film will be uh, uh, will be accepted at uh, the uh, the Jewish Film Festival for next year. It should, uh, well, yeah, it should. You know, I want to see what the, what the what uh, the so called my people will say, but uh, but yes, that's 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 the aim. You know. Yeah, no, because like my 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 wife is Jewish and my and so basically her grandparents were Holocaust survivors and it's 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 still it's only two generations away, right? Like so. That's right. And what's her opinion about Nisia? Sorry. What's your wife's opinion about? She won't. Nisia? She can't watch these movies. <laughs> I'm just oh, being honest with you. Oh no no no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I understand. This is not the first time that I hear this. Even this even her mom, like her mom, just really she couldn't watch like they these these type of movies. She couldn't watch Sinners List. She couldn't watch the Pianist. It's just it's just too much. It's too much. Yes, one thing that it's uh, that is rather interesting about this is that um, I uh, the rabbi that was um, consulting the project and everything uh, was very supportive from day one, and he even. Um, connect me with some very powerful people in Europe that never pan out. But what I find interesting is that uh, when the fin- when the when the film was finished, I sent it to him, and then he never watched it. Yeah. And then I, I have a friend of mine who is very close to him, and then I said, "Hey, Menachem, why did the, why did the, uh, Yossi didn't see this?" And he said, "Well, he's a rabbi, and and seeing women or bodies dancing." Is is sinful, and I'm like, wow! I thought it was something else, but you know, it's 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 a perception, and I would be forever thankful. But you know, art should should be. But I understand that everybody has their own take about it. You know, yeah. And but I think that that like it's like even she said that like it's like it's important to watch these movies, is, right? Yeah. Like it's uh, it it's it's but it's hard, right? Like it's like it's it not. It's not for entertainment purposes. No, 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 no. I don't believe in entertainment. Entertainment has done a lot of damage to our society, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I can argue that because it, it's done a lot. Oh, for sure. We can argue about that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like, but yeah, these are, these are, these are important movies. So in terms of the audience, we sent the audience to you. What did you think yeah. about, uh, what did you think about what the audience had to say? No, I think I think it's a pretty pretty smart audience. Uh, they will be able to to um, to really get what I wanted to say, and uh, like you, that you were able to see uh, the duality of it, which is absolutely important. 
So I, I was very pleased. I was very uh, touched by 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 all of them. You know, I didn't have a favorite one. All of them had and said many things that are completely at the aim uh, of what I was looking for. And uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so, so I was really touched by them. And so, yeah, so then it was Toronto Arts Council that helped you out with the film, correct? Correct, exactly. And then so it works, they give you money and then you just have to, you have to like deliver the product to them, I guess, right? That is correct. So it went from 2.5 million bucks to 25,000. No, still twenty five thousand. No, I said you know it's either we we take this money or we don't do anything. Yeah, so we took the money and and we did everything. You know. So I mean, is that two point five million projects still still on the go? Is like this is a great proof? No, of concept, no, no, or, no, 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 no. Right now, no. Right now, we're going for a higher budget, but it would be for a different project. You okay. know, I wish, I wish, I wish I could find um, the right connections within. Uh, within European institutions. We tried, I went to Germany twice. We tried to open, but they're super difficult. And uh, and it's a touchy subject. And then, you know, it's it's hard. But, you know, I, I mean I'm still doing my exhibitions of my of my work in Europe and all that. But is this subject is very difficult to to promote. If you don't have a long story as an Israeli artist or as a Jewish artist, which I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sell myself as a Jewish artist or as a, as an Israeli artist, right? So that means that my career is not only about uh, Judaism. That's, that's a difficult part. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course it's, you're just an artist. You're in your, exactly. So exactly. Exactly. So what are you, so what are you, what are you working on now? Like as we speak? Right. Well, right now uh, I'm working on two projects we are, which are part of the trilogy. One is uh, fe- uh, the one in Africa about female mutilation uh, and uh, how that female mutilation has been transferred into North America, and uh, that's that's a that's a big budget film. Uh, and I'm writing the the last part of the uh, of the script for uh, for the ninth, which is a film about the end of Catholicism. Oh, okay. Yes, that sounds of- interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it's. It, it, they're, they're both interesting. The thing is, um, so it's just an uh, an essay about uh, about the perception of Catholicism and how, because of all these issues with uh, priests raping children, um, the, um, the the institution has been put in question for many reasons. So the yeah. story is about a um, a German a German uh, priest that used to be married. And then for like a year or two, and then then he enters the seminary in in, in Dresden in Germany and becomes part of uh, what uh, the Catholics used to say that is the the essence of of Christianity, which is to help the poor, right? Yeah. Which is very San Franciscan. So um, he realized that there's a lot of pedophiles, and he abandons the church. But by then, his his son is a multimillionaire, a German industrialist. And he asked him to spend some time with his grandson that now he has, he's like 15 years old. Yeah. So the idea is that the most important thing is love more than the spirituality of Catholicism. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's a difficult subject, but uh, hopefully, you know. Well, that's what you do. You do difficult subjects. I think that's exactly. Your, that's I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do therapy for people so they can feel good after a film. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, but at the same time, this is a therapeutic film, right? Like so. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that, that's the whole idea. The whole yeah. idea is to to try to understand what you're seeing, 
because cinema has to touch your heart before your mind. That's why I don't believe that we need to be entertained. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but I prefer you make to try to make you think and feel more than to be entertained because your life is not as exciting. No, all lives are exciting, but yeah. I'm not a storyteller. I see myself as a guy who's trying to, to tell you, look, this is how I see it. Come and see what I'm trying to tell you. That's it. Yeah. You well, know? on that note, uh, fantastic film. I'm re really proud thank to show you. it. Thank you very and, much. Uh, and thank you for those those words. Those are very uh, inspiring words. And hopefully, we could I could talk to you again when those films are made because I think that they're they're amazing ideas. And you're you're obviously a very talented filmmaker. So and thank you very much. Thank from you. the choreography, we didn't even get the music, but the music's fantastic. The dancer, she's she's very like she just she 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 nails what you you what you're you were looking for so in the in the lighting yeah it's it's a perfectly executed film thank you thank you very much do you mind um you're recording this right yeah do you mind because i i would like to see the i would like to show this interview to the uh to the choreographer is that possible show the interview to the choreographer yes like the video yes okay i can send it to you yeah for sure okay thank you i know i know it's it's unusual, but yeah. you know. But thank no, you. Do you mind asking why? I'm just curious. No, it's because I'm pretty sure that he would love to to see somebody talking greatly and positively and being admired of his work because in the end, it's his work too. He's a choreographer, right? Okay, that's what I meant. <laughs> sounds sounds fantastic. Okay, all right. So I'll do that. I'll send you the link. Just send okay. me an email and remind me, and I'll send it to you today. Okay. Thank you very much, Matthew. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six.